and there's no denying he's not trying to sound like Russ. He sounds like a guy who belongs in that spot, influenced by Russ, but yet not trying to be Russ. And that's what you got to be. You got to be yourself. It's like him being comfortable in his own skin is going to really let itself to the thing being a lot more legit. You know, it's just going to be real. Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes back in our friend Craig LeCicero. I am excited to say of the reactivated, reborn version of Forbidden. How are you doing, man? Really good. Between a bunch of things today, I apologize for being in my car, but I had a meeting with my uh, folks over at Dunlap and uh, my guitar tech. We're sorting out a bunch of things for Europe and in general with guitars and strings and picks and you know got stuff like that going on so today's today's a busy busy day then i go right from here into the first real well the first rehearsal with me and chris just sitting down hashing out some stuff so it's a busy day but i've got i got some time to talk to you anytime these are exciting times and i appreciate you so much for just fitting us in you know we've taken a couple of swings at this i've been ill i'm feeling a little bit better do not fly with a sinus infection. That's my advice to everybody in the world. Anyway. Uh, unless you, you have to. Unless, unless you have, you have to, to. But even if you have to, if you treasure your hearing like I do, it sucks. Anywho. Well, sorry, damn man. you, Vegas. It's my own It's my own fault. I didn't try to do too many jackassing around Vegas in 100 degree heat at a metal festival and then seeing uh, doing all the other Vegas things all weekend. So craziness. Um, Saw Bungle in Vegas. I know they were just in Oakland as we are recording this just, today. Yeah, I just saw them last night. Yeah, yeah. With Phantomas, unbelievable. Phantomas reunion impromptu. One song. Yeah, I'll take one, one song. song, bro. I want like all the buzz Lombardo and Patton I can take, man. Yeah, uh, it was pretty great. They're so good live. The, the Vegas show was incredible also. And I love Spotlights. And obviously, again, Melvin's Bungle. It's all good. I must have been like seeing your old buddies, like class reunion for you. Yeah, well, well I didn't, you know, that was a show that uh, I, I had sorted out. Uh, buying ticket you know like certain shows like a band like like mr bungle or radiohead or something like that it's like i don't i don't bother trying to get any other avenue i just go straight to i'm gonna get a ticket for that so i did it for this and i and i gotta say bungle was great man but the melvins took it to a level that i've i mean i've seen the melvins a number of times that was the greatest i've ever seen them they were fucking unreal last night how good they were they are. And oh uh, that Stephen McDonald is the best dressed and showman in rock of any he kind. He is, man. He get, what I love about him is like he, he prepares you for what he's about to do. Like, you know, it's going to happen. Here it comes. Here comes that part. You know, and he's just so he's got the best. Like, uh, it's like a balance between pure showmanship, being in the music so deep. And just the right amount of humor and cheese. Like he's exactly. got, he does it all. He's perfect. Is, he like, like Yanni and Doug Henning, if they did fucking the heaviest band in the world, you know? Right on. That is better than the review I wrote about the Vegas show right there, everybody. So again, Craig doing a better job than most journalists. Uh, <laughs> dude, so good to see you. And so excited to talk about the rebirth of Forbidden. Uh, I watched the Zetro podcast, which I recommend everybody go watch. Zetro's Toxic Vault on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts that he's at. And man, you 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 know, dropped the news, which was like an earthquake metaphorically in my world. Like, you know, we we've we've circled each other about this. I know, you know, it's complicated, but generally speaking, it's all love and it's all good right now with Forbidden Reborn. 
and coming back to play Alcatraz Festival this summer. Yeah, that's the reason why it, it I mean, I wouldn't say that's the only reason why it happened, but that was the catalyst that kind of threw me into like, I've run out of excuses. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, Norman, uh, when we did discover that he could do it, it was by accident. And uh, I, I always knew that he was one of the most talented singers we had in the Bay Area. And I always knew that if there was ever a local guy that could ever sing forbidden stuff, it would be Norman. But I resisted out of respect for Russ. So, you know, and uh, and the and the work we did in all those years. But Russ is very retired and his health is, you know, well, he's doing better now. But if he ever drinks again, you know, it can revert. And he's just never going to put himself in that position, which has to be respected. So I just never saw it happening. And it's funny, I'm right in front of our studio here and our and our door is like or windows on the third floor. I'm looking up at it. And um, yeah, we were doing a bunch of stuff for Bay Area International and the guy just, you know, did us a favor and came in and helped us get ready for Europe and just sang a bunch of songs. He learned like, you know, 10 or 11 songs. And and one of the songs of the set was Off the Edge. But in, the thing with International is nobody could play their own song, right? So I wasn't going to play a forbidden song in Europe. We had, I had a bunch of other guys doing that. And um and uh, also, Kate from Hyrax was going to sing it, you know, off the edge. But I said in that room up there that I'm looking at, I go, you know, we're going to play it for the set. It's going to be played. Let's just run through it. And then as soon as we started playing it, I was like, in my head, I'm like, we're not playing this. Like none of us. But it was it, the whole band was there. You know, it was, it was Steve Smythe and Matt, myself, and Mark Hernandez who played in that version of Forbidden, and and Norman. And as soon as Norman started singing, it wasn't. And I want to make this really clear to people. It wasn't that he sounded like karaoke or uh, that, you know, he sounded like Russ or he was trying to emulate Russ. He sounded like himself, very confident and authority was like prevalent as soon as he started singing that song, even more so than when he was singing the Metallicas and the Exodus and all that other stuff we were doing. I was just like, Holy crap. And then the door opens up and Chris Contos is kind of like pokes his head through all closes the door, you know? So I was like, I knew, I knew then that it could be done, but I, I just didn't, didn't really want to do it still. And even when we went to Europe, it was like, you know, in the back of my head, you're like, well, it could be done. And then we came back and rehearsed for the Bay area show here. And we had to do a bunch of songs and I had to play with Warbringer. Basically the long short of it is he did Chalice of Blood with Warbringer and that night at rehearsal before the show at, at SIR, which is another studio across in, in San Francisco, he, uh, as soon as he started singing, everyone in the room just looked at me. There's like, I'm like, yeah, there's like 30 people in the room. And it's like, I was like, wow, yeah, okay. And then he actually did the show the next day and he was phenomenal. And there's a video of that that exists on YouTube now. And there's no denying, he's not trying to sound like Russ, he sounds like a guy who belongs in that spot, influenced by Russ, but yet not trying to be Russ. And that's what you got to be. You got to be yourself. It's like him being comfortable in his own skin is going to really let itself to the thing being a lot more legit. You know, it's just going to be real. Awesome. And of course, we're talking about Norman Skinner, who I've gotten to meet and hear multiple times. Ghost Cult readers will know Norman uh, beside his own solo eponymous band Skinner, he was in a band or is in a band still called Nivion, which opened for Soulfly on a tour we covered. 
So like we've covered him. We know who he is. I know who he is being local to the Bay. And the dude is incredible. All the things you said are true. He's confident. It kind of reminds me a lot of what's going on right now with Metal Church about to drop their new album as we record this today with my dude, Mark Lopes from Ross the Boss Band and Let Us Pray. And the same kind of vibe. It's like a dude who never got enough shine. He's kind of under the radar and he got a big op- couple of big opportunities. And I think that's what's going to happen with you guys hopefully with Norman. He's incredible and, and a really great dude, not just a, a the talent, but a dude also who's very solid. Yeah, he's a solid dude and a solid talent. And he's always good at uh, crowd interaction. And, you know, I mean, Russ, the thing about Russ is like, <clears throat> as great as he is, he was really disconnected from connecting to the crowds with his alcohol problem. And uh, there'd be a lot of shows where it just, I was just feeling like he's just not really connecting here. You know, that that was missing. And that's a shame because he was so talented, so great. And he used to connect, but he had a harder time. So I feel like Norman's already got a leg up, you know, because of his natural abilities as uh, uh, somebody to get a crowd fired up and motivated and just fucking he's just an ass kicker, dude. He's he's great. He's like it's like he was born for this. So, you know, the intent is to not just do these shows, but to write music. Awesome. And just by the way, just selfishly, I was at the Great American Music Hall show for Bay Area into Thrashinal as a fan, just bought a ticket and went and I had the time of my life. It was like a high school mixtape, but with the best musicians possible. I love everything about it. I hope we get more of it in the future. Uh, It was phenomenal. Great idea. I know, you know, was uh, spawned by you guys going over and playing, I think, Dynamo Festival last summer. And um maybe some other things, but like, yeah, just an unbelievable. It was all, it was spawned all up here. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, it's your, yeah. But I mean, yeah, they, 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 again, it takes something like an offer sometimes to put things into motion. So with Interthrashal, they offered me uh, a chance to go over in 2019. They wanted me to come back in 2020 and then, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. but come over and do a Bay Area tribute. I'm like, that sounds boring. So that's where I came up with the idea of nobody playing their own song, you know, Every, like if you had anything to do with that recording, you could not be on that song. So if the guys, if the guys, the Exodus are there or Testament or whatever, you know, we had Death Angel there. So when in Europe, we we did it like that, where the Death Angel guys all watched us do Voracious Souls, you know, and then Will Carroll got up and played Off the Edge. That's my dude. So, He's incredible and fun. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> He's so much fun. Uh, so let's talk about the rest of the law. Obviously, you, <laughs> the stir that stro- you know, the straw that stirs the drink, and then you got back Smythe, who's incredible. We love him, and uh, Camacho, and Contos. So it's like right. the dream team, kind of. You know, it's like a murderer's row of dudes to to you know pay tribute and carry forth this legacy. Well, I mean, Matt Matt was in forbidden with me since pretty much the beginning. You know, so <laughs> Matt's been there the whole time, and uh. Steve was with me doing this since 2008 when he took over for Glenn and, and made, it was smooth sailing after Steve got in. So, and then we did Omega wave. So that's like, you know, the Omega wave lineup basically, but with, with Chris Contos on drums and uh, people ask me, you know, what, you know, what, what happened to Mark and Mark had actually quit the band in 2011 when we were on tour because he had things with family going on. So, he was not, you know, even though we played together in Dress the Dead, he was not in Forbidden um, since 2011. You know, we had to cancel the giant tour and whatever. So I, it was understandable. But um, yeah, so that, you know, so finding a drummer, uh, you know, it's funny because I got any, I don't know if you saw this on Zet's thing, but I, the whole thing, the catalyst that started this is Alcatraz Festival sent me an email asking if we'd be interested in doing uh, 
a 35th anniversary uh, show for Forbidden Evil. And uh, could we do it with another singer? Is that a possibility since Russ isn't singing anymore and not in good health? And would you mind asking Chris Contos to play drums? Because you already played with him in the boneless ones. And, you, and people love, you know, Machine Head. It builds a great story. So I was like, that was the moment where I was like, okay. I've just officially run out of excuses. You know, like, I can't say no one more time to something that makes so much sense. And and that was where that started. But the Contos end of it, uh, that took a, a few weeks, really, a couple weeks of talking to other drummers because I even talked to Chris first and I said, yeah, you know, they offered this, but is it, is it risking our friendship? Like, are we pushing ourselves too much here? We already do the boneless ones. I, you know, and he had other drummers he suggested, which were all the guys I was going to talk to. And none of them were local. There's no local guy. Cause you have to trust somebody with like, you got to be able to do everything beyond this. You know, it's not just this one show. So that's really the thing. So, I, I reached back out to him after I talked to a bunch of people that all said they'd do it. And uh, I said, Chris, before I pull the trigger, man, like one more chance, one last chance to talk about this. Cause I don't, are you going to resent me if I'm up there like doing these festivals and playing these shows and doing a record and you could have been doing it with me. He's like, let's do it. You know? So that was how that finally happened. So it took a lot of so searching our own souls to, to make sure, because one thing I don't want to do is ruin a great relationship I have with Chris. I really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. And, uh, you know, Contos is the best, man. Uh, he, I'm so glad he said yes. It can only bring more, you know, even greater heights, I think, for all the projects. I think, you know, this this may overflow to other things. I still love, still rocking the Boneless Ones album and uh, got great my record. vinyl. Love it. And I hope there's more in the future. Those guys, you know, it's it's well-deserved. Uh, want to see more of that stuff coming up soon and uh yeah man so uh you know the the engine is rolling you like you said you're outside the rehearsal room you're gonna go hang with contos and hash out some stuff and get the set list i'm sure organized and then the full band what's that arc look like between now and the festival uh the arc starts two by twos right noah's arc the uh we start on sunday with the full band rehearsals and it's just going to be ramping through. I don't want to smash like the way the forbidden stuff is, dude. People don't realize how how they think they know until they try to play it. But it's the hardest of all of the Bay Area thrash stuff. It just is. There are certain songs by everybody that are incredibly hard, but the catalog of forbidden stuff is so unorthodox and weird, and has you know pickup notes and punches in places where people we always zigged when everyone else would zag. So there's there's a lot. And if you're not used to doing things off or doing things, you know, in a more original place and putting that hit in a spot where you wouldn't usually hear it, it takes some work. So Chris has got his work cut out for him. And uh, he's as great a drummer as I ever played with. And I've only played with great drummers. Um, but even him, even he is like, oh, man, this is wow. I, I didn't realize. And holy shit. And like everyone says that. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, once you start playing it, you're like, whoa. If you need any evidence, just look at somebody try to play a Forbidden Song on YouTube. It's never right. Not really even close in most instances. The closest I ever saw a guy play it on guitar the correct way was Daniel from Voivod picked up a guitar and played me infinite with, played the harmony parts and everything together as chords. And I was like, that was rad. Other than that, it's just, 
no one really it's hard to pick out man daniel is a mad scientist and not from planet earth by the way <laughs> oh no no he's, he's from quebec quebec he's insane all the musicianship by the way uh eastern canada there's something in the water or the apples at the gas station or something that are irradiated with special powers because like everybody over there can wail i don't know why he, he's also just the, all the guys in voivod are some of my favorite people and daniel no one else could do that job. It's like the perfect guy. Indeed. We had that conversation a few times. Yeah. Piggy is, Ugh. you know, so these are my favorites. You know, we, those, we were just saying, we were just saying right before we started to record, we're losing people at an alarming clip who are around our age. So like rest in power, Tina Turner, gutted. I saw her in the early. Well, we're not 82 yet. No, we're not, we're not 82. Eight, no. And she was ill for a I got another time. 30 years, man. Yeah. I hope so. so. Not well past the midlife crisis uh but oh uh, yeah 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 you know it's rough it's rough when you see a lot of people uh slipping by and slipping away so it is important to uh have these moments come back like i said maybe the universe is giving us a gift with this and uh just to clarify like you know obviously look forbidden has always been your baby obviously that's going to be your full-time concern we talked about boneless ones is dress the dead kind of done for now what's going on with that i wouldn't say we're done but we're definitely on a hiatus things were heading you know, we're going to put out a new EP, uh, I think on June 27th, we're going to announce that we're going to put out the EP that we had finished. And, and I'm going to have to put it on hiatus for a while. Everybody's plans and priorities kind of shifted around. Uh, while I had plans for the band, I actually had a lot of plans for the band in 2024 and beyond. And, uh, you know, once this opportunity popped up and, and you know everyone else's schedules was like it's like okay well this is on hiatus it's a great band i mean it's a great band I, it's it's just too bad that it didn't catch before covid because if it would have caught before covid i probably would have been on the second album or third album by now and i might not have had time to do forbidden uh so maybe everything happens for a reason of course and you know it goes without yeah i'm a huge fan obviously and it goes without saying if the universe was a just and right place, Kayla would be a humongous household name because the talent. She will be eventually. I think so. The she, talent inside. It may, it may, it may or may not be with me. Well, but she will be. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell a story. The the best story is Rob Wrong from uh, from uh, Witch Mountain. When I go, you know, I love Rob. Great lefty guitar player plays in you know in Kayla's other band. But we're talking before the show that at the bottom of the hill, and you know he's like, man, he's the one thing about Kayla. She's going places. I'm like, yeah, he's like, like, you and me might not be there, but she's going places. (laughs) And I got to agree, like, I have nothing but love for her. I think she's a a massive talent and she's just got, you know, the only thing she lacks is experience. You know, like you're young, you're still going through that young stage of learning things, like how things get done. And it's all, you know, it's a little bit of a puzzle for her, like how easy it actually is and how hard it actually is. It's both. You know, sometimes the young people make the easy things hard and the hard things easy. True. And life experience is the one thing, like I always say, time is the one thing you can't make more of. But at the same time, when you haven't had those years under your belt, like you have, it just is a learning curve in life. It's not a, it's not a, a put down. It's just a fact of life. You're learning as you go, you know? Yeah. So, you gotta, yeah. You gotta build your calluses. You gotta, you gotta get your bumps and, you know, everything in the, everything that makes you learn at least for me personally, you know, I've, I've learned from all the different small failures. I've never had big failures. They've all been small failures, you know, and uh, I, I've taken so much from them 
that I have a lot to offer in the way of like, hey, here's what not to do. As if there was a behind the music for Craig, it would be very similar to Anthrax. Nothing you did to cause your own folly that I can think of, but just a lot of bad luck. Uh, Man Made God should have been enormous. I mean, like, you know, so just, un, uh, you know, no steps you took wrong, but just things happen, you know, life. Well, that's not entirely true. I I will have to take, uh, you, anytime the things don't go your way, there's always a responsibility for yourself. And, you know, it, and honestly, like if I really look back in, in my history and, and what a lot of the things I did wrong, sad to say, probably the biggest thing I did wrong was stick with some people longer than I should have when I knew that they didn't have the same, because you have to have the same goals in mind, ultimate goals. Maybe, you know, you don't have to be completely aligned because no two people are, but you have to have some things that you're just like, you see eye to eye on and you want to get accomplished together. And sometimes I would just tr hope that somebody would come around and they would have that same goal that I had and it just didn't work out. So that's, you know, I mean, in a way I'm saying, well, that's other people's problems and they did that, but that is a problem for me because I should have recognized that shit earlier. You know, so that's something I do. I, I think of way more now. That's why I have in-depth talks with Chris before we even get into this. You know, like, are, you know, are you going to be able to really follow through with this thing? You know, I mean, look at Steve Smythe and what he's gone through. If you know, he's lost his wife in the last six months. His wife died of cancer, and uh, she was an absolute angel. And and you know, I had to ask Steve about Steve. You know, do you want to do this? Is this something you're into? you know, are you going to be able to follow through on all of it? And it's exactly what he needed in his life. And it's exactly what he wants to do. And now he has a purpose beyond the, the, just living each day and doing his thing. Like he's got a goal. And sometimes you just have to have these conversations. So I take responsibility for any of the fuck ups, you know, I didn't do it all, but I, I, I had my, I played my part. You'd be uh, ignorant of me to not take responsibility for some of that. Fair enough. And again, as an outsider, maybe I don't have all the details, but I appreciate you sharing. I'll, I'll I'll end it on this point, which is one last forbidden question for you, which is I was super stoked the last couple of years. I think Revolver did those reissues of a few albums on vinyl. And I, I know maybe you don't have the rights to everything, but uh, is there any, is this open up the door to get back the rights to some of the other albums that are not reissued on vinyl yet? No, um, those are separate doors. But we, we have the team in place now to get everything back that we can and um, meaning the right attorney. And, you know, we have we have some great shit uh, that we didn't have before. And anything with Century Media is easy to track down relatively. I do know this. Forbidden Evil's 35 years old in October. At 35 years, that license is up. So from what I'm hearing, Sony doesn't want to give the stuff up they just want to renegotiate which means they got a pony up so that's a good thing and then the next year after that twisted into form but the uh, stuff you know distortion and green that's a lot harder to get to uh, those guys play the shell and bean game and run they they've sold it down the line to multiple smaller labels and what relicensed and relicensed without ever asking us without ever you know trying to reach out and have any kind of conversation so eventually they're, they're going to they're going to pay the price those guys like those original labels will pay the price but uh that's what you get when you you're dormant for years and no one wants to you know pay respect to the 
the business end of it. So, but I hope to get all that shit back. You know, it'll, I think I think what you'll see is more stuff with Forbidden Evil and Twisted into form that's under our control eventually, sooner than later. And then, and then you know, Omega Waves we really could use another big push, and we're still on nuclear blast technically. So, and they would do a very good job if given the opportunity, since they seem to bang out those reissues and deluxes and vinyls very well at least at a good clip on the outside looking in as a collector you know as always man it's just a thrill to talk to you and chop it up and and now to chop it up about forbidden i'm really appreciative of you and all the best and i hope we get a bay area show after the uh summer's over maybe toward the end of the year that would be nice yeah that's the plan man that's the plan you know i i i think uh oh i think we have something booked already that i can't announce yet yep that's right (laughs) There you go. Well, hopefully, maybe I'll see you in person uh, at one of these shows. I think uh, Creator and Sepultura and Death Angels this weekend. I'll be so, going. Uh, I'm probably I'll be going, there. yeah. I'll see you at the UC. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm going in early. I'm going to go hang out with Andreas and the boys. So. Dope, dope. All right, man. Hey, once again, a pleasure. Thanks for hanging with Ghost Cult. I always appreciate you. Yeah, man. It's do it again. Maybe we could do it again with me and Contos. Maybe even get Norman Skinner in on that one. Yo, I'll come to the studio. I'm, I'm right across the bridge. Let's go hang out. All right. That sounds I'll good. Bring my gear. We'll do something a little once, more. Once we once we can play through the whole set, we'll try to have you come out here. 